guys really are cowboys. What's your problem, Kazansky? You're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Nice, man. No one only a dollar ninety nine buys you at Ponderosa right now. You'll get nothing like it. Twatch. What? Hot weight is dead. Pontiac Fiero. It says one hundred percent guaranteed, you moron. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. My density has brought me to you. But it's only authentic if it says members only right here. I am dangerous. Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. The best that we remember. Oh, that was good. It was very oh, good. Man. He did a nice job, Mike. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Snowball, excuse me. Yeah, we don't use real names yeah, on yeah. here. Protect the innocent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the guilty. Yeah. Or the guilty. Welcome back, everyone. This week, we are going to be going through the year 1986. So if you're just tuning in, you randomly jumped onto this one, we're going 1980 through 1989, not in order. No. No. We're just taking these years, best that we remember it. A little bit of homework. Yeah, that's too easy. Takes a little bit of memory jogging. That's a long time ago. Mix it up. Mix it up a little bit. Yes, absolutely. So we're into June now. Mm, yes. You guys have big plans coming up? I think, Matt, you got, you got something yeah. going on? No, yeah, we uh, we got a couple boat rides coming up this summer. How's the planning going for that? Oh, it's so much fun. It is so, so wonderful. I don't know if you traveled much, but it's that's the, that's the funnest part of traveling is the preparation. <laughs> that's what I've always said. And you're a big planner. I'm, I'm a planner. That's what I do. So, so I yeah. picture you packing the day before. I, I, 95% of the time, I'd say 98% of the time, pack the day before, the, the, the night before I leave, which drives my wife insane. I mean, How long does it take to pack 10 or 11 well, now, Hawaiian shirts? I, that's, that's, <laughs> and that's what I do. I, I grab all my Hawaiian shirts, and I throw them a, you know, a bunch of shorts, and I take more than I need. I, I've, I've never like laid out... This is what I'm going to wear Monday. This is what I'm going to wear. I don't. I just take it all, throw it in there, and I'll figure it out when I get there. And, I, and, and most of the stuff I'll take, I won't even wear. But I'd rather just have it. I'll just giant suitcase, very big suitcase, and, I, and have it. Has there been times that I'm taking a couple pounds out at the airport and putting other people's? Maybe, maybe, maybe I've gone 53, 54 pounds uh-huh. before. Wow. But, but uh, yeah, but I'm I'm pushing 50 every time. Now we're we're going to Alaska. So nice. um, I and and there's been I would say an additional amount of preparation for this trip, so I have conceded and begin the process of packing. Uh, actually, yesterday I believe it was. You so, know what's going to happen now? Be- not between now and then, you're going to need some of those clothes, and you're going to have to. I don't, what am I supposed to wear this week? Yeah, exactly. I'm I wore the same clothes. thing this entire week. <laughs> same underwear. Yeah, but so it's yeah. Only so I. I'm trying to, to keep the peace by doing a little pre-packing, you know, so she doesn't go crazy and, uh, you know, kill somebody. So, nice. Namely you, right? Yeah, that's, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Nice. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you just, you guys both just got back from vacation, didn't you? 
Yeah, we visited the New England states. So we visited seven new states that we hadn't had never been to. That's awesome. Seven states yeah. in one trip. I think we went through eleven states, but seven. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we also went to Niagara Falls for a day. So we'd been there before, but um, kind of finished the trip up, and then and we went to Anchor Bar, which is the first, you know, the home of the chicken wing, the buffalo wing, yeah. up in yeah. Buffalo, New is York. It? So mm-hmm. is it? So I had to take Brooke there, you know, so she could have. Yeah. How was it? It was good. I'd, I'd been there before, uh, and Diana had, Brooke had not, so we, we had to be how do you, to How would you compare that wing to the wings we eat around here? Like B-dubs or roosters Was it a big rooster? I think, they're, I think B-dubs and roosters are better, because really? I think they invented it, and then the other places perfected it. Yeah. But, yeah, but, it was, but like, like, like roost, the, the roosters... Wings are like 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 a small elephant and bird, very yeah. large. Yeah, and then the little tiny ones over B dubs. Were, were these big or small? These would be more in line with the size of, of B dubs. Small, so, yeah, okay. yeah, they're smaller. Yeah, nothing the size of roosters, which is really just eating a bucket of chicken. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're but it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So good. Snowball. We just got back from a cruise. Um, we made little stops in uh, Jamaica, Grand Cayman, and uh, Cozumel. Um, you would have been proud. They had an 80s party night. Oh, nice. I brought it like I hadn't brought it in 30 years on the dance <laughs> That's floor. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. would have been there. Did you have your ankle bracelet on? I had Kevin's ankle bracelet on. <laughs> yes. So yes. proud right now. Yes. My jeans tight rolled and I had a polo. I didn't have the collar up. I didn't have an iron on the ship. So. Oh, there is an iron on every level. Probably. I'm is. sure there was. I there didn't is. hunt for one. I was sweating like a machine out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I brought it. And my wife, you know, God love her. What she doesn't have in actual dancing moves her enthusiasm is through the roof. That's, there it is. You know, there and that's is. all. Dancing is ninety yep. percent enthusiasm. She, she's the queen of the point. Oh she's yeah, pointing oh, yeah. everywhere. You know, she's smiling. She's bopping. You know, Great. that's my girl. We, we the have dog. an eighties night coming up as well, which uh, they have prepared. You'll be for. very prepared. Yeah, I mean, and she goes. She goes. What are you going to take? She goes. Basically, your outfit already is. <laughs> I got the chucks, <laughs> the jeans, and she, yeah, fanny pack. You know. You would have been probably a little disappointed, but maybe a little proud. They had a a uh, music trivia night. It was oh. a light rock from the seventies and eighties. Oh, nice! And oh. me and the missus finished third. Oh. We got twelve out of fifteen, but she would have shot me for two of the ones what I missed. Tell me, what tell us what you missed. missed. Um, one was the police, and one was Sting. And yet he had, I knew who sang them. I just didn't know the titles. And I said, mm. what, oh, were, what were the titles? They played the song. Played they were like one second of a oh, song. Okay. One to two seconds of each song. So, oh, and then the third one I missed. Nobody got in the whole room. It was in one of the large rooms. I don't know. But, so we finished third. That's impressive. Still, that's that's for just too bad. You know, like I said, the people in front of us are like, are you like some music guru? Are you a savant? Because <laughs> I'm like, oh. Got that one. Oh, we got that one. And then we got, oh, Rob's going to kill me. Oh, that's great. I need a lifeline. Well, I'm, pr- I'm proud of you, Snowball, for finishing third in that competition. Yes. You're not the most confident in your 80s music, but to do that in that kind of an arena, Very this good. buds oh, for I was you. Bringing, there was some Neil Diamond in there. You oh, know, yeah. Good stuff like that. Good. Like a half a note of Neil Diamond. Like, sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. And then they made you sing the song. They'd come around with a microphone, whoever could answer. Oh, nice. And you had to sing it. And well, So you're busting it out? I was trying to bust it out. Oh, you know yeah. how you get out of that? You just get in like Tourette's and start cussing <laughs> like crazy. They will walk away from you. From experience, uh, have you tried that? No, but I would. You'd probably no, would work, would. right? Oh, that's good. So I have no, no vacations planned. Plan? Well, like Brad Hamilton, I'm a single successful guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got anything planned just yet, so I'll probably get into something. i got to wing it. Yeah, I'll wing it. Just grab your suit and head to the beach. I'll anchor bar wing it, maybe. There you go. There you I'll go. Something. So, yes, like we mentioned, this week we're going back to 1986. So we're going to take a brief time out. We will be back talking about some news and events from that wonderful year. Hang tight. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Spotify for Podcasters for providing this platform, as well as Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out in our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Most of all, we want to thank you for listening. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. Here we are talking about 1986. Oh, but before we do that, we want to we want to do a little shout out to this week's Fan of the Week. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Matt. The Fans of the Week has definitely got to be Central Crossing High School. See, uh, Grace, my daughter, listens to us. All of her friends listen to us. And it is just taking off like wildfire. I mean, she's got people, uh, Messenger and all the, what, the Snapchat, TikTok. Robotic. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. All that. But, I mean, they're like, your dad's podcast. Oh, my goodness. What? Hey, what topic? I mean, they're, it, it is just. It's the buzz. Take, it's the buzz. Is it true they're wearing snowball t-shirts? Uh, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. <laughs> and they've got the Kev, they got the Kevin hat. They yeah. love it. They're <laughs> little sailor hat. Yeah, little sailor hat. And um, they've got the Rob Thesaurus. There, there it is. <laughs> I'm so glad we can influence the Young, youth of America. The younger generation. We are molding minds right now. It's it's, it's amazing. So yeah. saying, hey, thanks for listening. That's that awesome. pretty daggone cool. Yes, thank you for listening. Whoop, Absolutely. Whoop. Yes, thank you. Comments. There it is. No comments. Yay. No comments. All right, so let's start off talking about a little thing we like to call... In the News. These are news stories that were big in 1986. We don't spend a ton of time on them. There's a few we pick out here and we just want to share with everyone. So we're going to start with Kevin and go around the table and end up with me. All right. January 20th, 1986 was the first time that Martin Luther King Jr. was honored with Martin Luther King Day or MLK Day. It had passed as a law three years earlier in 83, and 86 was the first time that it was uh, actually observed. So it's observed the third Monday of January each year. That is probably the one person I could think of that's probably, you know, we have lots of holidays and stuff, but I think as far as what he has done, what he had done for civil rights and so forth, I think it's most deserving. And every year when we do honor that day in his life, he did a lot to to help. Yeah, absolutely. To, to at least try to get equality. I mean, it still feels like there's a way to go. But I think it, there's but always going to be somewhat of a fight. 
but it, it seems like those that are fighting against it are becoming more and more of a minority. So thank goodness for that. Yep. All right, I'm going to dip my toe in the world of sports. Uh, November 1986, Mike Tyson becomes the youngest heavyweight champion of the world, defeating Trevor Burbick, knocking him out in the second round. Oh, there we go. 20 years old and four months, world champ. She whiz. uh, About a week ago, I saw, it might have been an older podcast with Joe Rogan and the guy that used to be one of his trainers, Kevin Rooney. And Kevin Rooney was talking about when they first met Mike Tyson. He was 12 years old, and he weighed 195. What? And they went to enter him in a boxing match. And nobody would believe he was a 12-year-old kid. They're like, okay, he's 17. They're like, we knew he was 17. (laughs) Wow. And fun fact, Mike Tyson is exactly one week older than me. Hmm. I have never won the World Heavyweight Championship. Really? But but honestly, I have confused you two on many occasions. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I'll look at you in a profile and I think Mike Tyson. I think Mike. A lot of people do. Yeah, Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Absolutely. I tell you, he was so dominant. I mean, he would just destroy people in the ring. Well, he was so much fun to watch. According to Kevin Rooney, Mike Tyson is 0-5 as a professional boxer. Oh, please. Because only five times in his life has he ever been challenged in the ring, and all five times he never stood up to the challenge. Oh, come wow. on. That's what? according to his trainer. What? I mean, that's terrible. I mean, that's yeah. terrible. I ain't buying that, man. I'm not either. I just passed him Let Kevin Rooney fight him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's put Kevin and Mike in the ring. He'll fight today. He, he's I don't think he'll about, go 0 6. I think he's talking about fighting still. He, he's always talking about, like, I think he was wanting to no, fight. to um, mix it up. Paul, the, who's the YouTube guy? Paul. Uh, Paul, not Paul Logan. Um, Paul Robinette. No, no, Logan no, Paul. Logan yeah, Paul. Logan, Logan Paul. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's even been rumors of them two fighting. I would love to see Logan Paul get punched in the face by Mike Tyson. <laughs> Absolutely. Personally, no problem there's lots that. of people I'd like to see get punched in the face by Mike yeah. Tyson. Yeah, but when when he was doing his thing though, it 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 felt like there is not a person on the planet. Because I mean, we didn't watch the fight to see if he won. You How watch soon he would this, knock him out? Yeah. Will this make it to the second round? It probably won't. So that's where all the bets were. We're in the round, first round, really knock him out. I mean, that was yeah amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah. my favorite fight probably would be well, the Buster Douglas one. But of course, but early in his career, the Michael Spinks fight. Michael Spinks was a former heavyweight champion, and you could see the fear in the man's eyes as he stepped <laughs> oh, into the man. ring. He was scared to death, and he basically folded like an accordion in the first round in about ninety seconds. Michael was a beast. He's, man. he's probably just sitting there scared, peeing his pants, going. At least it's a payday. At least it's a payday. <laughs> First solid shot, I'm going down. <laughs> we met him, uh, we were in Vegas a few years back, and was this is, I don't know how many years ago that was. Um, might be pre-tattooed on his face, but I'm not for sure. And uh, they said, you can meet Mike Tyson. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do that, and it costs. Now, uh, was this after feet. you did your, roofie, your roofies and... And ended up with his tiger. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ended up on the roof of a hotel. Um, the Sunberg. So, it, I'm, trying to remember if, it, I'm trying to remember if it was before after that movie. I, I, I'll have to go back and look. I don't know. But, um, so we, we paid a fee to, to meet him. And we got our picture taken with him. So, Dino was on one side and I was on the other. And Dino went to say... I, I, she might have said, well, we love doing hangover, what she's going to say. But then she just kind of trailed off. She was, she, I think she said something like, I love you. And then she just kind of traded off. And he's like, oh, I love you too. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to do, fight him? I don't think so. He's like, well, honey, it was nice knowing you. 
and you're now, Mike, you're now Mike Tyson's woman. <laughs> right. So my wife loves you. Oh, the, and I'm okay picture. with that. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, nice guy. Nice. Matt. Uh, I mean, not the cheery, happy kind of a story, but 1986, I think we all remember the, the mm. Space Shuttle Challenger. Yeah, I mean, it's yes. the It's the, you know, the, the new story of the year. I mean, it's the... Because there was a teacher on board, uh, there's like every school in America was watching it, which was just you know, I mean, everybody remembers where you were if you were if you were in school, you you know, you, we all remember this event very well. Seven um, seven crew members um, all died 73 seconds after it took off. I mean, just you know, you, we'll, we'll never forget that stuff. Yeah, um, right. No, here here's the thing though. You know, like, you know, we, 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 we know the story and we've heard about it. We grew up with it. And then, you know, it, and I, it just, it, 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 I want to say infuriates me, but, um, you know, the conspiracy theorists that are all over, like, the TikToks today and YouTube and, and how all these AKA guys are. people that weren't alive yet. Yeah, well, but the, the whole thing is that, you know, that. There was no one on that spaceship, and oh, all seven of those people are still alive. And they got all these. They, 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 they Living got on all, Fantasy Island with no, the they, they, they're all no, they're all. They said five of the seven are are still using their same name, and they found them all. Some are professors and teachers. Some are and Jeez. and they even they and they interviewed them, and they like they put their face. Up, you know, and like the, the the facial recognition with the earlobes and the nostrils, and and, the, and the several of them have been, you know, talk. I mean, it's just been a whole thing, you know. And I'm going, shut up. I mean, a couple of them have, you know, changed your name, but apparently, even like Judy Resnick. I mean, the, the, they she's still Judy Resnick, a teacher at Stanford or wherever I mean, she's at. But yeah. I'm going, seriously, <laughs> we're not. How's come the whole world hasn't jumped yeah, on right, us? Right. Thank you, again? TikTok person, for but, informing me of this. Oh, but yeah. it, it's not just one person. I mean, there's there's a whole movement of people. Because I mean, they we, think the world's flat too. I know some dudes at work that are very. Um, Enlightened, you know, they, they, easily influenced, and they just they think that we're you know we're we don't understand and all this kind of stuff. and but this is one of the things they brought up. Same people that bring up the, the moon thing. We never been to the moon. We, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's all the same club, and so I'm just I, I just was he was laying all this spaceship uh, challenger on me like a couple weeks ago, and then I thought no, I'm gonna I'm gonna honor those seven folks because that's you know yeah that's, crazy that is crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy world we live in. It is, but we all remember that day well. Oh yeah. Where was you at when you when you saw it? I was at work. I was walking down the hallway and I heard someone say something about the, the space shuttle blew up, and I'm like, "What?" Is it? So I I went and asked someone else. I said, "I said, did, did you hear that the space shuttle blew up?" And his response was. That'll teach her to mess with politics. <laughs> so, what? Oh my what? goodness! Oh, wow, that's a good reaction. I was like, okay, well, and I remember going home that night and just watching it on the news over and over, and just, I just, yeah. I just, it's crazy. couldn't fathom that it happened. Right. You know, and just it's it was, it was wild. It was, it was, it's so, so tragic. Yeah. And I just imagine those young kids having to deal with that the rest of their mm. lives. You know. Yeah. I was at work also. Uh, I remember by this time when Space Shuttle Challenger was up, there had been a few space shuttles that had gone up already. It was almost becoming routine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there was a school teacher on there. Yeah. Originally, I saw the other day that uh, Big Bird was supposed, was they were in talks with getting, you know, the guy that played Big Bird 
full uniform costume being on there too. It fell apart. I mean, with the costume in the head, he's like eight feet tall. There was just no room, no way to do it. So it's just kind of no, seriously. And it kind of fell <clears throat> apart. Yeah, this is from the guy that played Big Bird that said this, and uh, so he didn't end up on there. But it, it, it was that kind of like a sideshow, like oh, okay, let's let's throw celebrities up there, You're, do whatever. Yeah. But then when that happened, I remember I was at work. We listened to the radio all day, so QFM ninety six was on. They broke into a and out of a song and said, "Hey, this just happened." Mm. So we turn on the TV that was in there, and we're watching this happen. The replays over and over, and seeing that like those this you know streams through the air yeah. and all yeah. where the explosion mm. happened just over and over. It's still kind of burning your mind. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't see it happen live, but I've right. seen it so many times. Um, yeah, I just. Yeah, I, I I knew that was a big news story, but I didn't want to break it up. But it was, yeah, I mean, that was obviously one of the most oh, memorable memorable stories and tragic stories for sure of that of '86. Yeah, lift us up, Rob, with something more. <laughs> okay, um, well, actually, my 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 news story has even more people dying. Wonderful, <laughs> awesome, this is great. What? So in the UK in 1986, there was an outbreak of mad cow disease. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, mad cow disease comes from eating contaminated beef. In humans, it's difficult to diagnose mad cow disease until it's reached the most serious symptoms. It can begin with symptoms of depression and loss of coordination. Later, dementia symptoms appear. Wow. Yeah. So, 178 people died from mad cow disease in 1986. COVID's like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. 178. So, yeah, I always... You know, back then, there were so many jokes about mad... I mean, yeah, The, the was, name I is that. stupid. Don't call a disease that kills people by a funny name. I do remember all the jokes it. about it. I, and yeah. I didn't really realize... I mean, I knew people were dying from it, but I didn't really know how many. I, didn't I don't think symptoms. I realized people were dying from it. I figured all they got it, they were really treated, sick, they were done. Yeah. Here, it, this stuff happened in England, so we just kind of hear a little bit about it. And yeah. This kind of thing. So I could be wrong. I think the only way they eradicated was just basically a mass slaughter of... Uh, the, the beef. Yeah. Hmm. Where's the beef? We don't, we don't really follow up with Madonna and take a seat in the Yeah. yeah. No so, speaking of not depressing things of the 80s, how about fashion, Snowball? How about fashion? Okay. Well, this would be uh, uh, end of junior, beginning of senior year. So, best that I can recall as far as fashion, one of the things I used to wear was um, underneath my sweaters would be like a uh, button down shirt, but you didn't tuck it in. You left the shirt underneath untucked and the back, the tail was a little extra long. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. I, man, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That was, it just kind of had that tuxedo tail on it. Yeah. 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 A bit, yeah. I'm envisioning like a pink and white vertical stripe, you know, type shirt underneath. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Panama Jack was big, so jam shorts were very popular. Jams. Jams were huge. I wore jams. Yeah. That was the only short that really met the school criteria on dress code. So go to knee, just above go to the knee. knee, just above the knee. So yeah. a little bit longer. We typically wore an '86. So, well, guys, it really wasn't scrutinized so much. Girls, right? Well, if you'd have seen my legs. <laughs> um, yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, jams were they were very cool. Yeah, very cool. How about you, Matt. Tell us about your. Your 1986 wardrobe. 86, it's my junior year, uh, going into my senior year. Um, 
without we we've talked uh, you know a few times on, I I'm, I know we I rocked some skids. Yep. Remember the skids from Chess King? It was mm-hmm. like little pajama bottom looking pants with the little skid mark logo in the back. Yeah. That's so cool. Those are awesome. <laughs> I had like two or three pairs of those. And uh, I, I believe I believe it was that year that I got my uh, my friend's jacket. I got I had like a black what well, was more like a gray stonewashed denim that. jacket with yeah. the black fringe. Dude, about the time I, I met you, it was so cool, yes. man. Mm. It was so cool, dude. <laughs> collar always up, always up. Pop <laughs> that collar. Popped. And uh, yeah, that was uh, the fringe coat was pretty cool. I, I was digging that one. Uh, right. I, and I don't know why I thought the beret would go with this fringe denim <laughs> jacket, but I remember a lot of beret wearing back in that by my mm. junior year. You like tip it to the side? Little tip to the side, you know. I like it. It was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah. And your dad would be like, why are you wearing <laughs> Son, that? Why are, what are you? Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, and, and I would, yeah, always, you know, Chuck Taylors and all that kind of stuff. Nice. What you kept? Eighty six. I was working at this point, so I had to kind of, you know, I I, I was I was in a mail room, so I wasn't having to dress up too much, but I, I couldn't wear shorts or whatever. So I was wearing still some some parachute pants and uh, parachute pants. Yeah. Did would, you were? I I never. I said I big regret. Never had a parachute pants. Yeah. I'd get them at Silverman's or Chess King. So how many did you have? Uh, I had probably four or five pair. So what color? Uh, I had a white pair. Did you have a white I pair? Had a white, <laughs> and I wore them to work. I wore them to work. I never peed your pants in them, did you? I, uh, you not that I remember now. White yeah, that would show up, wouldn't it? White uh, parachute pants. Uh, kids, if you're watching, Google Google white parachute pants so you can get a visual of what we're seeing in our mind. Yeah, right all these Central Crossing kids. Yeah. Just, I can do Google. one better. I think I can get a picture of it. Oh, please, um, please I do. think I... Get it and post it. Posted. We took a picture at work, and I was in my white parachute pants. I think I had a blue shirt on. I oh my gosh! All right, let me send myself great. a note, and I will look that up tonight when I get that's home. That's a great thing. That's great, Rob. What were you wearing, buddy? Uh, for me, um, Lee jeans. I mean Levi's. Levi's yeah. they're definitely Levi's, but <laughs> but we were going Stonewash Levi's mm-hmm. in 1986. Lisa, uh, Lisa. I wore a jean jacket, of course. Levi's. I used to put, I used to put pins on it, like rock stars and. I had a buckwheat pen and Gumby, but I had yeah. like Van Halen, the police. Had to balance it out. Yeah, yeah. So I was, to me, to me, I was looking good. I remember girls wearing big bulky sweaters mm-hmm. and sweatshirts. Like everything was real bulky and loose fitting. I remember I that those too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Like Snowball mentioned OP and Panama Jack. That was pretty big. Uh, Coca Cola sweatshirts and T-shirts were very popular. So not only were they a soft drink, but they had their own clothing line that was hip for the time. I think I might have had a sweatshirt. A single sweatshirt. I wore these shoes back in back in those days and I've never been able to find them since. They may have been volleyball shoes. They were made by Nike. They were like the softest leather ever. And I saw like on a Rolling Stone cover one time Michael J. Fox was wearing the same shoes. Like, I'd already had them. Like, oh, he's got all my shoes. Can't find them. 
I just found some some white parachute pants. Yeah, they got all different colors wow. of the parachute Looked like, pants. Uh, and that was work appropriate, huh? That was where you go. With that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get the picture for you later. You can kind of tell if he's circumcised. Uh, there. I'll, be out. I'll be able to put it up on the Facebook page. Oh so yes, that's great. Here is one more thing that I completely forgot about, but I was doing my research on '80s fashion. I typed in 1986 fashion, and there was a shoe. Do you guys remember Vision Streetwear? No. Primar- primarily uh, skater shoes, okay. but they, they looked like they were trying to copy Chuck Taylor. They're pretty expensive. So those are, like, I, I forgot about them. I saw them, like, oh, I remember those. Vision, so Vision uh-huh. Streetwear, look them up. So. I remember some uh, like they were kangaroos with a little zipper on the side. Ruse, yes. Mm-hmm. You have the zippers for, don't you? That's where you put your condom. Is that what it's for? That's what it's for. Come on. Mm. Ruse was a big sponsor of WCW. Were so they, they had like the oh. ruse on the, uh, on the oh, turnbuckles wow. and on the middle of the oh. ring. And there were like ruse commercials every week on Saturday night. WCW Saturday oh, night. that's great. So Once again, they were home on Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. Tough. Okay, let's switch gears here and let's talk about memorable trends of... 1986. Outside of fashion, you know, maybe slang terms, maybe things that we did that were unique, maybe to that time period. Uh, we got mine could be considered fashion, but it's also very functional. Okay. So Timex in 1986 uh, got the naming rights to Iron Man, which oh. if you remember, that's when the Iron oh, Man yeah. triathlon came out. Right. So they came up with the Iron Man triathlon watch. I remember oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, you know, runner, that was a must-have. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. They were cool looking too. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Big bulky. You know, it was a quite a change from a Swatch watch. <laughs> you know, that, uh, the Swatch watch was huge, though. Yeah, it I was, mean, but it was kind of starting to get to yeah, the and, tail and end. Swatch wasn't really meant for the athlete. This was just strictly fashion. Yeah. Yeah. The Iron Man was fashion and functionality. Cool. So. How about you, Rob? Uh, for me, in those days, the Nintendo NES system was, was big. It came out in 84. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was like the gaming system to have. And that's the year that Legend of Zelda and Super mm. Mario Brothers were released. Very so 1986 brought us those two franchises that have kind of endured, but yeah, that was a thing to do. I have a friend, uh, Mark, who's married to Sarah, and he always calls her Zelda because she liked playing Legends of Zelda. So like hmm. for years, I was I'm just I just called her Zelda. I, in fact, I just had to think about it. I think her name's Sarah. So um, I've never played the game, but I've you know if I. I guess it's some kind of fantasy game, I guess. Legends mm-hmm. of Zelda. Yeah. So, I've okay. never seen it in the arcade. Yeah. I never never, never put my quarter in. You know what I'm nah, saying? Yeah. Never. <laughs> There's a lot of games you just kind of walk on by. That was, yeah, that was one of them. <laughs> Zelda was never never one of the ones I watched. So are Swatch watches out then as well? or I, I Yeah, they are, they are kind of coming to the end of their life cycle at that point. Were they? Yeah. What's, after 87, I don't recall really wearing... The Swatch Watch a whole lot. And those were the cool, I mean, because they had different colors. Then they had mm-hmm. the, uh, like, the little bands, because it was real big about the bands you put mm-hmm. over top of the, yeah, the like face. Yeah, like a little tiny jelly band. Yeah. 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 I know you know about the jelly bands. I know. <laughs> I know. We know that now, unfortunately. I mean, and then stirrups, I mean, I mean, the fashion we didn't, obviously, as guys do, but I, I, I remember that they wore a lot of stirrup pants. The girls, you remember that? 
Never. For the love of God, please tell me you've never worn a pair of snow Never pants. have. Okay, okay. <laughs> Susan, when I was last night. Wait, wait a second. Oh, stop. The running tights had stirrups on them. No. Yes. Oh, the Some of them did. Oh, the early ones did, and then they stopped gosh. putting them on. But the oh. early ones, yes, I do recall them having a stirrup. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Jeez. Oh. You know what? If that was a school-sponsored uniform, I'm going to let not. it. Oh, no, man. <laughs> he was giving you an out. I he did not take it. I own it. I uh, yeah. yeah. Stirrup so, pants and anklets. Kevin, what about a memorable trend for you? Get us off this ankle. I, I, well, I don't really remember. I, I... Sailor hat. Well, yeah, <laughs> sailor hat. Obviously, that, I don't know if that was a trend. I was yeah. the only person at war. Except for actual sailors. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I was so busy in 86 because I was working and I was going to college. So I was, I was working full-time and going to college in the evenings. Wasn't dating yet. So um, my trend was just <laughs> nonstop work and studying. So, uh, and by studying, I mean like 10 minutes a night. You know, <laughs> I didn't study too hard. There's too much stuff. To, it was the 80s. There's too much stuff to get into. Yeah, there was. Spending your whole time studying. <laughs> Jeez, what's up with that? That's crazy talk. All right, so... Uh, now we are going to switch gears here. Now we're going to do something a little bit different this week. Uh, when we're talking about TV and movies and music, we're going to go through the top five list of that particular topic. Mm-hmm. So we'll go count down five to one. Basically, we're going to read off the list just so people kind of know what else is out there before we get on to our thoughts about those. Sure. So uh, Matt, why don't you start off with TV shows? 1986, the top five TV shows were... Am I doing all five of these You're things? doing all I'm five. Gonna do five all to five. one. Five to one. Oh, boy. Number five, The Golden Girls. Number four, Murder, She Wrote. Great flag. Mom and Dad loved that. Number three, Cheers. Number two, Family Ties. And the number one show in 1986 was The Cosby Show. There it is. Now we're going to go on with our... Favorites of of this time. So, okay. so well, Snowball, why don't you go first? Obviously, you want to jump in there. Go yeah. ahead, Snowball. Yeah. Well, 1986 was the first year, first season for this show. It ran all the way till 95. Some of us love to watch it today. Madlock. Madlock. Yes. yes. I have a very good friend that yes. really enjoys some Madlock. Huh. Hey, who don't like some In fact, huh. she can pretty much recite every line from every show. Shut wow. Up. And did you know on Pluto you can watch Matlock 24 hours? Yes, 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 you can. Oh, yeah. yeah I haven't, but, but you, you can. can. Yeah. That you option's sure there if you want it. You sure can. I love a little Matlock. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So, uh, what about you, Kevin? Uh, the two shows I remember watching 86 that kind of stand out, obviously Family Ties and the other's Miami Vice. So, those are, I mean, eight, Miami Vice, it came out in 85. It wasn't quite dead yet. In a couple more years it will be. Um, Family Ties in 86 was great. It was a year after he had made it big in the movies. Um, Teen Wolf. And... Yes. I'm so proud right now. The pronunciation, and, uh, spot on. Yeah, or as close as it's going to get for me. <laughs> yes. And, and obviously Back to the Future. Um, so, yeah, I was watching that a lot, which is also available right now, and it's on... It is on Pluto also. And Paramount Plus as well. So, Perfect. How about you, Robert? For me, I've got Moonlighting. Oh, I love that show. I love that show. Uh, We were introduced to Bruce Willis. Yes. uh, And Sybil Shepard was adorable back then. 
and just kind of their quick-witted banter back and forth was always very good. Very good. So I watched that show. Then you had like kind of like the dingy receptionist or whatever. Gladys DePesto. And it was, did she end up kind of becoming girlfriend for Curtis Armstrong? Which yeah. is Booger or, I can't Charles, or Charles DeMar. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his name on the show, but yes, yeah, she Booger's does. good. Yeah. Booger. Seems Very like good. Spitting. How about you, Maddie? I, I'm going to go with, and, and I don't want to take no f- flag for this, but... Are you going to? No. Alf. Uh-huh, Alf. Alf came out in 1986. Now, and I mean, it wasn't like we were sitting around going, wow, this is the coolest show in the world. I want to watch it. But it was, it, there was, it was... In 86, I mean, it was new. It was different. They actually, you know, Alpha's alien life form, ALF, is this, this little creature comes from the planet Melmac who eats cats and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. But, but it was interesting how they, like, how they made this series with one, one basically a puppet, you know. Mm-hmm. We all grew up watching uh, the Muppets and all that stuff. So, so us who were... You know, in middle school and high school, we kind of grew up watching this puppetry stuff. And here they take it on into the primetime TV time, and they, they have this puppet interacting with, with, you know, real entertainers who actually did not like playing second fiddle to a puppet. So there was a yeah, lot of animosity. Uh, but it was just interesting. Like, they filmed that whole series on, on like, a four-foot platform with all these trap doors. Mm. There was two different um, uh, ALFs, if you will, puppets, like... That would show different position shots, and when they, whenever they showed like the the whole little creature running around, it was just two kid. foot nine. No, it's an actor, older guy, two foot nine. Oh, he was an actor. Person. Yeah, wow. yeah, wow. they prefer yeah, little little person, little tiny guy. They call little fella, <laughs> little fella. Yeah. Uh, but he actually would get into a suit and do run around and do stuff, <laughs> and that kind of cracks me up. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean it was. I'm, I'm silly, but it was, it was funny. Silly. Alpha was funny. Yeah. The rest of the cast, yeah, yay. yeah, that's but a, Alpha though was. I, I remember the kids in our youth group. It seemed like everybody was watching Alf. Absolutely, I think Bill Mershon was a huge Alf fan. If, that's surprising. If Central Crossing was not the fan of the week. It would be Bill Mershon. No. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he had a lot of catchphrases and whatnot. It was kind but of. But Bill fun. had the sweetest mullet. He did that Bill, ever existed on any main. Bill Bill Mershon was yeah mullet. He was mullet. He was the he man. Was yes, so good mullet. So good. All right, we're gonna go next to movies. We're gonna go five to one again. So snowball. Go right ahead, buddy. Okay. The number five movie of 1986 would be Star Trek IV. That would be four for most of you. Also known as The Voyage Home. Number four, Platoon. Number three was Aliens. And number two was Crocodile Dundee. And the number one movie. Your buddy. Top Gun. Oh, uh, yeah. I gave that to you on purpose because I, I know it would know. pain you. It is painful that, <laughs> right. that many people like that. So, so Kevin, thinking of movies in 1986, what's the one that stands out to you the most? Would have to be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There it is. Yep. Yep. You're Abe Froman. That's right. I'm Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. Yeah, that's me. A, you can never go too far. B, if I'm going to get busted, it is not going to be by a guy like that. Kind of breaking that fourth wall? Yeah. Where he's talking directly to the camera. That, um, that was, yeah, that was, I don't know if it was unprecedented at the time, but it was... The first exposure we had to yeah, it. it was yeah, first, it was awesome. It was a game changer. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that movie is so popular. Like the Twist and Shout oh, got yeah. back on the charts again after all those years. So, yeah, that one kind of stood out to me as a... 
And how many kids, 80s kids, to this day still say... Bueller? Bueller? Right. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, it's part of who we are. Iconic. Yes. It's about you, Matt. Uh, well, I, I was torn between a couple, and obviously one was Ferris Bueller. Uh, the second, I guess I'll go with that, was just pretty pink. This is what it looks like. This is great. Hey, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You got doors on the stalls. They're not stuck. Wait a minute. We don't have none of this stuff in the boys. Wait a minute. We don't got none of this we don't got doors on the stalls in the boys' room. We don't have, what is this? What? We don't have a candy machine in the boys' room. We don't got none of that. None of that. I'm sorry, no, I want the principal here. I want him here this instant. Oh, now. This instant. I'll wait. Thank you. I mean, I just, I just was, I thought that was one of the coolest movies ever. Big fan of Ducky. Back in yeah. the day, I think um, Matt's fashion sense. You didn't bring it up here. It's like a combination yes. of Ducky and Ferris Bueller. Uh, yeah, I, I I but yeah, it's probably a fair and Molly Ringwald. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Did you make nice. your own clothes? <laughs> just, just thank you. Yeah, but, <laughs> just thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I did. I thought he was cool as could be, and and uh, it was just a great movie. And yeah. uh, what about you? For me, I think the general consensus is Ferris Bueller's Day Off was Absolutely. the movie. Love Top Gun a lot, but I love Pretty in Pink. But I'm going to go with Stand By Me. I knew it. Uh, I that knew was the other one I thought that about. My, was, that movie, yeah. to this day, mm-hmm. i got to check in on it from time to time and just watch it beginning to end. Yep. Shut up! I don't shut up. Shut up, I, I grow up. up. And when, when I look at you, I throw up. <laughs> and then your mother goes around the corner and she licks it up. They do such a good job okay, at, okay, at transporting you, me back to being that age and everything being so fresh and new. And when you hear the words "Stand by Me" movie, what's the first scene you think of in your head? What's the first scene? Running on the train. Tracks. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. first thing that pops yeah. in my brain. Or the leeches. Yeah, the leeches. The leeches. Got to be the leeches. So yeah. How about you, Snowball. My favorite movie of 1986. I wouldn't be nominated for any. Uh, I think I. Know you're going, all. buddy. Back to school. Oh, oh, yeah. With Rodney Dangerfield. Study at the library every night? No, I was going to meet my dad there, but he must be studying at the dorm. Ah, shake it up, baby! Twist and shout. Come on, come on, come on, baby. That's a good one. Great cast. Yeah, Burt Young. You had William Zapka. Mm-hmm. Of course, you had Rodney Dangerfield. You had Adrian Barbeau. Um, who else did we have? Sam Kinison was in there. Oh, yeah, he was the That's professor. That's the best scene. Best yeah. Scene He's having ever. the Vietnam flashback. Where's Paddy's? I'm doing That was great. Uh, great movie. Uh, plays the character of Thornton Mellon, who's famous for doing a dive called the Triple Lindy. So if yes. you're at your uh, face <laughs> when he's doing the dive, it's a classic. I always love when they pan back. It was Clearly, that one, the, yeah, the, really? the stuntman was like half of Rodney Dangerfield's <laughs> <Yeah>. size. <laughs> uh, they would zoom in on his face, and then the person doing yeah. the flips like, that's not Rodney Dangerfield. That was great. And pretty positive. <laughs> Good movie. Uh, yeah. The only bad thing was the guy that played his son. How did that guy get that role? I don't even know what his name is. but I don't know. It's, it's, hey, it's, he, he was in Christine, Yes, though. he's the, the main was, character in Christine. Was he? Wow. Yeah. Ooh. 
I mean, you didn't really have to do a lot of acting to, was, yeah. to, to play that role. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you don't want to upstage Rodney Dangerfield because mm-hmm. you, well, you probably couldn't. No. Nah. But just, you just got to just, just stay in your lane. You're going to get paid. That's good stuff. Yeah. There's one honorable mention movie I wanted to bring up here. Speaking of William Zabka, mm. Iron Eagle. Oh, okay. mm. He was not in Iron Eagle. But in Cobra Kai, he was watching Iron Eagle on his TV a few different times. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I that is a guilty pleasure. That is so cheesy and formulaic and so 80s. It just like drips and rings of 80s nostalgia. Find the Iron Eagle soundtrack. Turn that thing up to about 12. Just such a such a good like one vision. Oh, that's just that was the the main song in the movie. But that's that's just a, a great great movie and the last topic before our break let's talk about to you who was the who was your favorite celebrity of 1986 well the word favorite isn't exactly how i'm going or to the, describe the, it the coolest celebrity is what i, I have here All right. who's the coolest mark Harmon. mark Harmon. mark Harmon. summer school known for <laughs> saying elsewhere in moonlighting he was also he was on moonlighting he had, yeah. I didn't. I don't remember him on that. Yeah, he wasn't obviously the main character, but right. yes, he was on Moonlighting huh. also. And uh, he um, received the Sexiest Man Alive in People Magazine honor. So I recall mm. that. And he was married to who? Mrs. Harmon. Pam Dauber, Mindy from Morgan Monday. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, they may still oh, be married really? today. He would. You can fact check me if you want. I don't know. The best that I remember it. <laughs> the best that I remember back it. UCLA, if I recall correctly. Really? Yeah. Wow. Didn't realize that either. Huh. He's got the look of a quarterback for UCLA. He does. He does. Very mediocre arm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin. Uh, in 86, I can't believe Snowball didn't say this, it had to be Tom Cruise, right? I, I think it had I to mean, be. The guy was I everywhere. Mean, Top Gun... It was between him and was the other guy. Uh, what was uh, Val Kilmer's character? Uh, Iceman. Oh, Iceman. Iceman yeah, it, it had to be between those two, right? The, the coolness factor. Oh yeah, um, different but, kinds of cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, a huge Tom Cruise fan, but I still go and watch a lot of his movies. Unlike Snowball, I'll still watch Mission Impossible and and whatever else he's in, just about. But I'm not gonna say. Yeah, yeah Curry's the only one I watch. Over again. Yeah? Yeah. But does he get killed? Yes, he gets killed. I love it. I don't think I've ever seen that one. No, but actually, very good movie. I'm with you, Kevin. Personally, his beliefs and some of his behavior, just kind of off a little bit and just a little odd. But man, there's so many roles that he had. I mean, gosh, you got Top Gun, Risky Business, Outsiders, Cocktail, the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, So let's call an audible. What's your top three Tom Cruise movies? Oh, gosh. Top Gun Maverick. Yep. Mission Impossible cocktail. Nice and, and then talk. Agree. Agree. Yeah. How easy was that? We that, just said that was dinner. very easy for yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, how about you? Uh, well, if you're going to look at the highest grossing star of 1986 in domestic box office, we didn't say his name yet. Eddie Murphy? Nope. Chevy Chase? Oh, Crocodile Dundee guy. Nope. Paul Hogan. <laughs> Steve <laughs> Gutenberg. <laughs> he he was cool back then. And here's what. That's funny. He was. From, from 1984, 85, and 86, he did Police Academy 1, Police Academy 2, <laughs> Police Academy 3. He just drove that baby home. Yeah, he did. Then he had um, Police Academy 3, came out in 86. Short Circuit, came out in 86. 
and you take the, the totals of all this. Well, when, when did uh, Three Men and a Baby come out? Eighty nine, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was or later. It was yeah. after this. But he he in nineteen eighty six. He's the top money maker. That's hard. That, is, that is very hard to believe. Steve Gutenberg, baby, come on. <laughs> he had a recurring role on the Goldbergs. Hmm. He was a teacher. Yeah, yeah. He was actually he was also in the last episode, so that's kind of neat. Yeah. For me, my coolest celebrity, this guy, whenever he was on TV, you had to stop and watch. I'm talking about one Rowdy Roddy Piper. (laughs) He, to me, he was so cool. If he was a bad guy, you love to hate him. If he's a good guy, you were cheering him off. But no matter what, he got your attention like no other wrestler I ever seen. There there he is. The Rock, okay, you're good. Steve Austin, okay, sure. You're not Roddy Piper. You're not Roddy Piper. Take a seat, both you jabronis. Roddy Piper's (laughs) the man. All right. We're going to take a break here. We're going to come back. Finishing up with our last segment will be all about the music, so hang tight. If you like living in the 80s, be sure to check out the 80s Rewind Show. Based in the UK, my guy Robbie scores some great interviews with several artists that were part of the UK music scene in the 80s. You can find the 80s Rewind Show on Apple, Spotify, or just about anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out the 80s Rewind Show. Welcome back to our final segment of this week's Living in the 80s podcast. This is our favorite part. We're going to talk about the music of 1986. Favorite songs, albums, etc. Kevin, why don't you read off the top five songs of 1986 and then we'll discuss what we think ours are. All right, sounds good. Broken Wings by Mr. Mister was number five. Number four, On My Own by Michael McDonald and Patti LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Number three, I Miss You by Climax. Mm-hmm. Number two, Say You, Say Me by Lionel Richie. And the number one song. Yes. This is your 1986. Favorite. This is your favorite song. Also known as John McNeil's favorite song. Yes. Was That's What, Friend, That's what Friends Are For by Dion Warwick and Friends. It's hard for me to even say. I know. And those friends are Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight, and Elton John. And I have to say that is a horrible, horrible song. Yes, I, I think that might get a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when I say it's John's favorite song, we did a podcast with him a couple years ago. And that song got brought up, and he got instantly, like, he was so angry. Like, incredible Hulk green about that song. It ended up being his class song. He graduated in 86. So he was just like, that is the worst piece of crap song of all time. And I don't know who voted for it. It wasn't me. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad. I'm actually relieved, because I thought you were going to say he was getting upset that you were making fun of it, and he liked that song. So I'm... I'm really relieved right now. Well, that he- <laughs> Heart, Heartbeat was also that year. That would have got his song, his, yeah. his vote for song of the year. So, Mike, what about you? What what about would you say your song of the year for '86 would be? Uh, my song of the year. I swore she was singing the song to me. Mad about you, Belinda Carlisle. Love me some Belinda. She's a dork. Oh, I mean, you know, she came from the go-go. She was kind of this punk. You know, she was cute. And then all of a sudden, mad about you and her solo career. And I'm like, holy cow. She was a vixen. Mm. Like, she was, yes. Great song, though. Absolutely. I am. I like you. That's a good song. 
about you, Matt? Uh, my song is a song that was on the jukebox at Cardo's. And so when I hear this song, to me it just, it feels 80s, it sounds 80s, and I just, uh, and nothing special about anything else, but this song just takes me back. But it's uh, No One Ever Is To Blame, Howard Jones. That song just makes me. Uh, if it just comes on, I just I feel like it's it's obvious. Nineteen eighty six. I just I just dig, dig the sound, dig the. I like it. Howie Jones. There it is. Good. Not like a big Howard Jones fan or anything like that, but I just that song. I'll I just, some Howard it, Jones. It, it takes me to. It just it it takes me to a jukebox. What it does? <laughs> and it just see, it feels cool. Very cool, Kevin. Always difficult to narrow it down to one song. Oh, no, Rob, but um, yes. pick one, Kevin. But I'm gonna pick "Alive and Kicking" by Simple Minds. Love that song. I, that was on my short list of songs yeah. for that year. Yeah, I just, as soon as that song comes on, I'm like, oh, I just got to crank it up. I don't know what it is about that song, but mm-hmm. I just love that song. There's so many good Simple Mind songs. They don't think they get the recognition. No, I agree. I, I would agree. put them like right up there with Honeymoon Suite as far as bands that are much better than people realize. Yeah, and I know the first time I heard... Maybe The Fix, I'd put them up there. Yeah, yeah. The, the first time I heard Simple Minds, I thought it was Billy Idol. Yeah. The first time I heard, I can't remember what song it was that I heard from them, but I, I, it, it kind of sounded to me like Billy Idol. Now, now I don't notice, wouldn't think that as much, but at that time I was like, oh, this is a Billy Idol song, but uh, not this particular one, but it's that sound that they had. But uh, yeah, alive and kicking. What about you, Rob? Pick one, one Pick song one. only. Nineteen eighty-six. Don't give us your top five. Pick one. This is hard. Just do it. I know it is hard. hard. Do it. Pull the band-aid off. But we did it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to go with The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby in the Rain. Just the way it is. That was on my list. Great song. Great song. That whole album, The Valley Road, is so good. So good. That's good. So, like some Bruce Hornsby, awesome musician, great song. A couple other ones I could have put. I won't even mention them. That's That's a good thing. It's very hard for for me to not do that. Good for you. Good for you. All right. Now, we are going to next go with our favorite album. Favorite album in 1986. The top five albums that year were... Number five, Snowball. I know you appreciate the Top Gun soundtrack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number four was Control by Janet Jackson. I would actually thought that would even been higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, number three was Graceland by Paul Simon. 
which was everywhere. It's a great album. Number two, which is what I would have thought would be number one on mm-hmm. this year, was Slippery When Wet by Bon Jovi. Absolutely. And number one, True Blue by Madonna. Baby, I, I love you. I love you. <laughs> In a totally straight man kind of way. <laughs> so, Kevin, when you're thinking about albums in 1986, what is the one that you would say, that's the one? Man, this is difficult as well. I'm going to pick one that I'm going to say, for that particular year, I, because of the, the two friends I was running around with, might get in trouble with my mom. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying it, not for, not for running around with guys, but I, raising heck. You know, there I don't want to get in trouble. My uh, Run DMC. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right, on top. It's tricky. It's tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right, on time. It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 There it is. <laughs> you know that it's yeah. not really heck, right? Yes. Okay. Um, by Run DMC. They had several songs on that are, that are iconic for, for them, but probably the one that's... The, had the biggest influence was Walk This Way, of course. which brought Aerosmith back from like the, the dead, dead. <laughs> <laughs> and and made them huge. And they they had huge hits through the rest of the eighties and nineties. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, Run DMC. Mm-hmm. My Adidas was on that, and I think it's tricky also. And you beat Illin as yeah. well. So yeah. Rob was Illin last week, from what I hear. <laughs> 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 All right, Snowball. I'm surprised uh, that's probably not yours. You know, I would actually run DMC. That would probably be their second best album to me. Actually, I think their original Run DMC one was even better than that. But actually, I really never did enjoy uh, "Walk This Way" with Aerosmith. I did. I liked it at first because it was so different and cool, but it it, wore it, it, it got old for me yeah, pretty it, fast. It wore me out. Uh, actually, my favorite album of that year would actually be my favorite album of that decade, "License Still" by the Beastie Boys. It's just too bad. Great album. Um, hold it now, Paul Revere, the new style. You gotta write fight for your right to party, brass monkey, no sleep till Brooklyn girls, slow and low. You know, that is the tempo. So good stuff. What about she's crafty? She is crafty. That's a good one too. <laughs> I mean, every song on that album, there, yeah, there's a bad one. You're yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. What you, Matt? Uh, I, I'll go a little different gear for album for 1986. I, I went it. with my, uh, my my Christian friends there. The little striper let, let go an album 1986 to. And I'm going to say it here. Sharon, but we're using it correctly. In Um, context. Yeah, to hell with the devil. Well, junior getting married to be a senior, and I back then was was very churchy. I mean, I was very, very churchy, and You're it still was still a great Christian guy. Thanks, man. Uh, but I, it, it was hard. 
it, 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 I just so our listeners know that you, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're not you're still oh, yeah, churchy. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, not a, he's you're not like the church then, lady right? in a male form. Still kind of like Jesus. But anyhow, there is there is a when that song came out to hell with the devil. I met, I mean I like Striper. This is the third album, and I and I was a fan. I've seen him several times in concert, and then they did a song to hell with the devil, and I thought. Oh, they just crossed the line. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, oh, man, I, the people they, of the church they, I, did not the church, like it. It, it. it wasn't well received by the by the super churchy folks because it just seemed like they're flirting with, with sin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I remember being in a concert for this concert, and I remember him saying, uh, you know, I, I just remember the speech that Michael Sweet was giving. He was talking about, you know, where we're at in our culture and how the you know the devil's running rampant. He says, "You know what time it is? It's time to kick the hell out of the devil, put him back right." Oh, he just went on this whole big thing. I'm going, "Oh, okay, I get, I get it now. I get it." And he just, it was a beautiful thing. It, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. But great, great album. Honestly, I was going to ask if that was on that album. Yeah, honestly, it's on that album. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just great stuff. I, yeah, that actually. Cracked the top forty, right? It did. Yes, it did. Yes, yeah. it did. And it was on the album chart for a while. And I'll tell you what, I remember like also being a church kid. I liked Striper. Okay, I was very thought it was very cool what they were doing. But it was really cool to see some of the kids that even kids that were the kids that were forced to go to church were actually going. You know what? That's good music. Yeah, th- these guys had great crossover appeal for your your heavier because back then. You know, glam rock or whatever you want to call it, because they were, you know, they they wore pants like you did, Kevin, with the, the spandex and yeah. the white. They yeah. were very like you, but with a big hair and whatnot. They were very glam also rock. Also like Kevin, he very very much so. <laughs> so, but it, but they were just good. I mean, they rocked. I mean, they and then back then there was a lot of groups like that. You know, they, they were very um, very well received. So, hmm. that's my favorite album. Thank cool. you. Right. So mine is one that Matt had on his list, and then he goes, oh, wait a minute, the Striper one's going to take it. Mine's uh, 5150 by Van Halen. It's not what it takes, so tell me why can't this be love? You want it straight from the heart, yeah, tell me why can't this be love? Mmm. Very good. First album with Sammy Hagar. Mm-hmm. Um, there were several great albums that year. Several of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and name a few. Oh, of course. <laughs> that you know what? You couldn't do it. Well, it, but let's talk about 5150. Yeah. Let's, I mean, this was almost like, their first album was almost like a greatest hits. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. so many good songs off of that album. So. Yeah. yeah, it was, I mean, it was great. It came out, like, that was like the soundtrack of that summer for me listen to that album a lot mm-hmm. and Kevin I know you've got some other albums here too for consideration um yeah but I better not say any because I don't want to get mad and I don't no, no, I'm no. not gonna listen anymore gonna <laughs> listen anymore no no, 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 no. we got our one <laughs> it's your podcast See, if you guys can't if you guys can't tell we're all you know, very well versed in our 80s-ness but me and Kevin are kind of like Next level geek world when it comes to the music part. So forgive well, us. You and I have multiple albums we want to mention, and Snowball had multiple fashion items he wanted to mention. <laughs> exactly. So it kind of evens out. Yeah, it, it, does. Does. it does. It does. Yeah. Uh, the other two big ones for me was just because I was seeing them in concert that year, and I was listening to their album a lot. Was Whiplash Smile by Billy Idol. Good one. 
and Eat Him and Smile by David Lee Roth. So this is a lot of smiling. A lot of smiling. A lot of heck. A lot of heck. Yeah. <laughs> Raising some heck, guys. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, what about you, Rob? What's your seven? I will say seven. I only got four. Okay. Boomtown by David and David. If you guys have not heard that album, go listen to it beginning to end. They had one, I think it was a top ten hit, called Welcome to the Boomtown. You guys heard it, you might know it. whole song just kind of tells a story the whole album does the two guys i can't remember their last names but david and david for some reason there was some friction between them they broke up after one album but that one album was very very good so if you're just a fan of music uh it f- sounds very good for that time period uh, just very well very good use of production and all other stuff so that one i'll go back and listen to that one clear through from time to time so that's a good one uh, Raised on Radio by Journey. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. One of their more underrated albums. Oh, it's a good one. But I mean, beginning to end, that's another great one. Four by Huey Lewis and the News. You cannot go wrong with Huey Lewis and the News. Never ever. He was great. That summer, also along with Fifty One Fifty, that was one album I listened to a lot. And then the last one is the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. Come on. So that one, it's a lot of like new wave music on sure, there. Yeah. Uh, Molly Ringwald helped. Uh, pick out songs on the soundtrack, got you know, for the movie. Very cool. And so, yeah, you can tell her little thumbprints on that. But yeah, very good, very good album. You know, I think Four was their most accomplished album. Mm-hmm. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square, a song so catchy most people probably don't listen to it, but they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of <laughs> trends. It's also a personal statement about the band itself. Anybody know that it's from? No. Anybody ever see American Psycho? Oh, yeah. Christian Bale says this to his friend. He puts in he puts in the CD for and give that spiel and then says, hey, Paul, and whacks him with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just going on and on about how great four is. This album. <laughs> Although he does make a mistake. He says it came out in 87. That's why he's in a psycho. That's Not because right. he killed the guy with an axe. Oh, yeah. But because he thought to... Know your 80s facts. Because he thought it came out in 87, not 86. Idiot, moron. Psycho. <laughs> so Huey Lewis has this um, this show he has on Apple Music oh, where good. he'll get on there and talk about different... He'll have a topic. He'll play about an hour, hour and a half worth of music around those topics. And one time he had mentioned American Psycho on there. He says... That uh, movie kind of made us. Yeah. I mean, it came out way later, and he's only kidding. But, but, he, but he yeah, said, they said, definitely got he said, more popular. He said, we are forever linked to this movie now. Mm-hmm. He says, and I don't mind it. Yeah. So that was good. But Hip to Be Square also had Joe Montana, Ronnie Lott. Because uh, they were from San Fran. and uh-huh. you know, Big Huey Lewis fans. They were big fans of 49ers and invited yeah, them to whatever. record the song. Five-time Super Bowl champ, son. Okay, move on. That's more than your three teams combined. Thank you. How do you like it? That is true. Sticks and I don't eggs. like it at all. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> guys, I'm here all by myself because the rest of these other three guys that are Browns fans just walked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now this this might be an easier one. Worst song of 1986. 
Snowball go. Danger zone, Kenny Loggins. What? Oh, How could you it. not like that But I also that got song. many others on my list here, too. But well, we get done, we'll, let you, we'll let you listen go when we ahead. get done here. I'm sorry. Wow. I hate wow. that That's song. just like adrenaline junkie. Is I like it, Kenny Loggins. Is it because of its association with Top Gun? I don't know. Yes. It, just, it doesn't yes. seem like real Kenny Loggins. It just seems like, hey, Kenny, we got this movie with Tom Cruise. Can you make a song? And that's what you got. Haters going to hate. I am in shock right now. I am too. Very much When so. Top Gun and Maverick came out, I was like, it's got, Danger Zone's got to be in there. And they had it at the beginning, and, I, and we're just like, yes, it had it's to be in there. It's only right. How are you, gonna, how are you not going to have that? I don't even know if I want to be friends with Snowball anymore. Wow. We'll see. I'll think about it. <laughs> Matt, how about you, buddy? I mean, and I'm not saying that I hated it, but it's probably one of the worst songs. And you probably love this song. Give I'm looking at you, Snowball. Give it to me. Eddie Murphy party all the time. Come on! I enjoyed it. <laughs> but the worst? I enjoyed it for the time. It's Eddie Murphy. It's I like, mean, hey, he's singing. Yeah, this guy, but the hippest guy in the world is going to sing. To me, it's one of those kind of trying too hard. I mean, it's, yeah, I just. I, I, you know, at the time, Eddie Murphy was like, everything he did was awesome. I, I think really, he was testing I, the waters there. Yeah, oh, he said, absolutely you know was. What? I, you could probably put a song yeah, out. Yeah. And it'd be on charts. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a bad song. Um, okay. Now it sounds bad. At the time, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. It, it grew on me too fast, and I hated it. No. So these two pick songs that I think there's worse songs. That there's means, many worse songs. Which means I got a couple of them. Now we've only got two chances to really get the really bad ones. Kevin, Do you want to go first? I'll okay. allow you to go. That's what friends are for. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rob. That's what friends are for. I figured you would. And it was a number one song. Yeah. I don't hate the song, but the fact that it's number the one number is hard one, to believe. The number one of the entire the year. best song of the year? Hey, hey, hey. I don't hate it. It could be our theme it. song. I don't hate it. I think it should be our That's theme song. Let's play it out. Let's play it out right now. Every week. That's I mean, I ain't saying no. I love it. I'm no. not saying I love it, but I don't hate it. I'm not it. saying I love it either. Uh, <laughs> I'm never saying that. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's and I know it had a good, Bunch or at least it, it, was, it was for good calls and all that stuff, but, yeah, but yeah. I, just, I think the song's annoying. Oh, it's awful. Oh, you guys, you guys are oh, really terrible. <laughs> All right. For me, that would have been my one. But that next one down, Conga by Miami Sound Machine. That <laughs> is Mike, I know Mike likes that song. Of course I know Mike likes that song. Of course he likes it. It's terrible. This song is so, so bad. You don't like the Miami Sound? I was just in Miami a week ago. You know what? I don't really mind them so much. Like, I get the whole... Latin but rhythm that particular thing and all of that. song, but that one in particular, when it comes on, just so the other one I was going to mention uh, was Friends and Lovers. Oh, I see. Mm. Gloria Loring and mm-hmm. you like Carl that Douglas. Carl, or is it Carl Douglas? It wasn't Carl Douglas. No, he was Carl Anderson. Yeah, Carl Douglas. Like, maybe we'll be in that thing. Maybe I would have liked it. If Carl, Carl Lewis Douglas would be. Carl Lewis would feel good. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'll make up for it now. <laughs> oh my god yeah that was bad that was very yeah bad. yeah okay we're gonna new topic this week he's probably gonna snowball make you us, had a couple he, other he's ones. gonna make us angry here you know that no probably. i doubt i'll make you angry you'll probably agree okay the number four song that year uh on my own by patty labelle and michael mcdonald's yeah, pretty bad, bad. terrible pretty bad. top yeah. four song and anything by Billy Ocean. I don't know why. Now, you've mentioned him before, your disdain for him. Yeah. Do, do, do. Which song, Penny in particular? When the going gets tough. 
a tough get going. <laughs> Do you think he secretly likes it and just tries to look cool and say, Yeah, I think so. Billy no, when awful. you see my guilty pleasures, you'll be like, No wonder you don't like Billy Ocean. <laughs> what the crap you like? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's. I don't hate him like you do, but yeah. I could. And I have issues with Michael McDonald because he does not <gasps> pronunciate at all. I have no idea what any of his songs are ever oh. about. He just mumbles his way. You don't through. like yacht rock, do you? I like some yacht rock, but not Michael McDonald on my yacht. Oh, man. I think that boy could sing the phone book and I can mm. enjoy it. I like his voice. <laughs> Any other bad ones there? That's enough. All right. Now we're going to go to a new segment this week. These are going to be guilty pleasures. So there are songs that we hear that, you know what? We may like them. Nobody else <laughs> might. They may make fun of us. So, Matt, when you're talking about that's what friends are for, right, then maybe right. that could be your guilty that, pleasure. That if be, it's not, uh, what is it? No, I, I, my guilty pleasure is True Colors, Cindy Lauper. I'm not going to be mad at it. But I see your true colors shining through. I see your true colors. And that's why I love you. So don't be afraid to let them show. I'm good. I, I'm not going to turn oh, it off. Man. She sounds like Elmer Fudd. And I love Cindy. Hey, hey. Love me some Cindy Lauper. <clears throat> did you not see Trolls? Did you not watch Trolls, the movie? Yeah, I no, did. No. I, I, they I, they yeah. redid it with, who is it, Justin Timberlake? He sang a song, right? Yeah, yeah. He sang he, True Colors. True yeah, Colors. Yeah. yeah, she sounds like Elmer Fudd. No, But it is a guilty I'm, pleasure. Hey, we'll guilty let you pleasure. You can't We can't say anything about it. There it is. Let it go. Let it roll. should be guilty for that. There it goes. All right, Snowball. I've got two. Okay. I'm only going to give you one right now. But I'm a little apprehensive, to be honest, because <laughs> I feel like you're going to judge me on this one. Not, not like we judge you on Danger Zone. We judge no. you on a lot of things, so go ahead. <laughs> Baby, I'm your man by Wham. Do it with me. Hold on, Kevin. Well, Matt just barfed in the So, Kevin, this is just you and me talking right here. Yeah. Can you believe the same guy that said Danger Zone was bad enjoys this? And piece doesn't of crap like wham Michael song. McDonald's voice. Oh, like this piece God. of crap wham song. Oh, wow. Shoot. Man, that's really that's Save us, Kevin. Actually, my next one might be worse, but I'm saving You know what? Just go ahead and spit yeah, it out. Just yeah. 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 I already know what it is. I'm guessing it. Tender Love by Four Seven. Oh, yeah. That's on my list. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Kevin. Okay, so oh, my funny. guilty pleasure song it's gotta be Rumors by Timex Social Club. Look at all these rumors surrounding me every day. I just need some time, some time to get away from 
I like that one. Yeah. Okay, I don't hate that song. Yeah. That's, it just, that's a good song. If you know people with those names, it just kind of, you know. Yeah. You know, the, the way my mind works, I just kind of have this visual. You're in like this redneck bar someplace. And you go, you put your quarter in your box. <laughs> like that. And you put this, and then you start kind of clocking and dancing around. <laughs> and you're just kind of shrugging your shoulders like Snowball just did earlier. With I'm your man. Yeah. Oh, so boy. that, I picture that and be a very funny scene in a movie. Yeah, yeah, it probably would be. Where all the bikers turn around and look <laughs> at you. But secretly, they like it. Yes, absolutely. They, just, they won't admit it. All right, for me, my guilty pleasure is Sarah by Starship. I love that song. I like that song. Good. It yeah. just sets a mood. Reminds me of the fall of nineteen eighty six. I can almost see leaves falling when this song comes. Dude, out. I love that song. Yeah. If we ever do an eighties fall podcast, the song's gonna be yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, my so. future daughter in law's name is Sarah and I love her, but I hate that song. Oh so do you like Sarah Smile by Hollow Notes? Yes, I do like that. You can sing that to her. She'll like it. She won't know. I like me singing to her could be just a little awkward. I don't know. It depends on the context. If you sit by her on the couch and whisper in her ear singing it, that'll be weird. If you walk in there and you hand them the both like some pizza or something, Sarah, smile. <laughs> you'll get you'll get the laughter you're seeking. Okay. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the advice. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Other guilty pleasures. I had Tender Love. Love that song. The harmonies and the vocals in that song. Ooh, yeah. They're great. Slow it down. Baby. I will add Everybody Have Fun Tonight by Wang Chung. That seems to be like a made fun of sort of song. Yeah, Everybody the, Wang Chung the tonight. video. No, no. Was it that video? It's all jerky. Yeah, that yeah. video was annoying, but the song's fine. Yeah, it give you seizures. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one I have here is Amanda by Boston. Yes. That's oh, on my list. What, what, I wouldn't that's, call that guilty. That no, was just that's good. a good song. If, if people think it's good, that's fine. I've yeah. always thought it was good, but I always kind of, like, when people talk about Boston, they're like, more than a feeling or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, well, I, like, good. I, I like it. Amazing. I like that song. Yeah. A little triangle a guilty there. pleasure is something you're uh, a little afraid to have, see so, have somebody see you yeah. singing in your car as you're driving yeah. by. That or, was Sarah. <laughs> like, you know, the guy pulls up the motorcycle next to you, you're like, Sarah. <laughs> you know. Or baby, I'm your man. Yes, that yeah. would be. Awesome. See, I, I thought you were gonna pull out nasty, but Janet Jackson. Oh, I don't know. I just nothing guilty about that. That's good. <laughs> I love that song. Actually, that was on my list. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. It is. Okay, Kevin, do you have any more guilty pleasures we didn't mention today? Let's go all the way by Sly Fox. That was that was like Paul McNeil's song. Yeah, absolutely. That's always that, on. That makes yeah. yeah. I think you bought that Sly Fox cassette, like the whole thing. Ooh, <laughs> that's P A W. But that's that that's Cardos too. That was on oh, rotation yeah. of Cardos it all the time. Yeah, 
sure heard was. that like that brings back memories running around with Dean Woods back in the day. So. I can yeah. see you two in the car <laughs> singing <laughs> as the red light, looking at looking at the ladies and singing it <laughs> and <laughs> pulling out laughter. That's, that's a great pretty song. Pretty much it. you have any others that year? The future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. I studied nuclear science. I love my classes. I got a crazy teacher. He wears dark glasses. Things are going great. And they're only getting better. I'm doing alright. Getting good grades. The future's so bright. I gotta wear shades. Tim Buck 3. Yeah, so. I really liked that one. It was out. I got tired of it over yeah. after a while. Like, like now, when I hear it, it's not terrible. Our last topic here Hidden Gem. There's a song from 1986 that you want to share with the world. You really like it. You're pretty sure most people don't. Matt, mm, fire away. That's, uh, we're going to yield the floor. I'm going to yield the floor to Mike. Why, why, you why, say why, something why, embarrassing. Well, Matt, looks, <laughs> well, Matt <laughs> looks one up. Yeah. Go right ahead. Okay. Very good. That's good. What about you, have you got ball? one? Have you got one? Well, I don't know if it's really a hidden, Jeff. It was uh, famous from the TV show Family Ties. Oh, yeah. At this uh, moment, oh, Billy yeah. Vera. Oh, Billy yeah. Vera. Yeah, Another love song. I like it. What did you think? I would say at this moment When I'm faced with the knowledge That you just don't love me That was super hidden gem the first time it came out. Yes. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Was, it, was it like 1980 or 81 when yeah, it first it came out? Yeah, yeah. yeah and I don't it even, didn't do anything. I don't, it might have barely cracked the top 100. Oh, yeah. And then... It was number one after it was on Family yeah. Ties. So I and I never did any investigating on this, but I'm, I'm wondering who from Family Ties, like a producer, a yeah. stage, like somebody who song. said, "Hey, this would be the perfect song to put right here." Yeah, I don't know. Somebody did. It worked. It yeah. worked. Absolutely. Not, not, not a not a bad hidden gem. Yeah. Very good hidden gem. What's your hidden gem? I, I, oh yeah, I'm just gonna stick with my album. Uh, honestly, it was is probably the, the by Striper uh, by Striper to Hell to Devil. Uh, but it, it, the thing about this song, it's not it's not like the heavy metal rocks. I mean, this is like a love song. This is like a ballad. This is just a beautiful. Got a lot of airplay. I yes, mean, it did. You know, MTV. MTV. MTV played it a lot. But I mean, I'm sure it, a lot of weddings uh, that yeah, year yeah. had that song. And I, I, and I imagine a lot of folks probably haven't heard it. That's why it's yeah. been always been my favorite head and gym. Yeah, Couldn't they, wait to tell you guys all about it. They don't play it a lot on the radio. No. But, but I, I always loved it when it came on. Because it could kind of be, it's kind of like a maybe a love song to, to God. It could be a yeah, love song sure. to your girl. You know, sure. kind of, it's kind of. Uh, Either way, it's about love. Yeah. And that's why it's a hidden gem. Kevin. Yeah, that's and that's right. why I just I, I've been I'm always sharing that You've been rolling over yeah. that all day. <laughs> I've been waiting. I'm chomping in a minute. I'm going to tell these guys about it. You know, so. Kevin. I'm going to go back to Boston off of the album you had mentioned earlier and I'm going to go with Cool the Engines. Oh, that is a good
Um, are you familiar with that? Oh, Snowball? Yes. Or? Okay. Yeah, very right. good. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a great album. Yeah. yeah. Very good. For me, I'm going back to the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. Uh, this is a band that had lots of hits, and I, I cannot figure out for the life of me why this was not released as a single, because I think it would have done great on the charts, but it's Do What You Do by NXS. released in Australia as a hit. I don't know if it was or not. That's something to ask Marty McFly why. Marty McFly will know. Yeah. So speaking of which, those of you guys that listen to our podcast or follow us on our Facebook page, there's another living, excuse me, living in the 80s uh, Facebook page. It's based out of Australia. Our friend Marty McFly manages it and does a very good job so if you want kind of an australian slant on things very americanized too so there's lots of stuff um check him out he's a very good dude he was on the podcast here once on our australian episode so check that out uh check out joel mclaughlin yes with uh living in the shade of an 80s arcade Mm -hmm. so he does a good job over there and he's uh tooling his program around a little bit and and if you guys want to know more information than you ever thought you wanted to know about 80s arcade games, there it is. there's your guy. So, bip, bip, bip. All right, next week, we're going to be back talking about the year 1980. Mm. So we're going back in the time machine a little bit. Way back. Yeah, Way back. so make sure you join us for that. Until then, we're going to close with a song that could very well be our theme song here. So... Here is Ship of Fools by, <laughs> by World Party. I was waiting for that. That's what friends are Which is almost going to be my hidden gem, but that's maybe a little more popular. Ship of Fools, World Party. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. God bless. Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it.